We are Science Fiction Remnant, Season 2, a podcast for sci-fi lovers spanning across books, movies, TV shows, and games. Music provided by the Atlas. This show is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Learn more about how we're helping podcasts to build conversation, connection, and community at letschatpodcast.net. Movie, Beale and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Remnant, Season 2. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you find this episode as exciting to listen to as it was for us to create for you. But before we start this episode, I want to take this opportunity to present to you some podcasts we think you might enjoy. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bicurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics, to geek culture, to current events that polarize us as a society. We explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bicurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice. Hi everyone, I'm Nerd Bomber. And I'm Tactic, and we're two of the hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our podcast started as a way for three best friends to keep in touch and discuss their nerdy hobbies like movies, gaming, tech, and more. Since then, we've grown into a great community. Every Wednesday, we chat about the latest nerdy news before getting hands-on with our weekly nerdy adventures. And don't forget our high-stakes trivia game. Come join the fun at OnlineWarriorsPodcast.com and every major podcast platform. And now, back to the show. Socrates, the only true wisdom consists of knowing that we know nothing. That's us, dude! Oh, yeah! Excellent! Oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, thank you again for coming back to another episode of uh, Science Fiction Remnant. Um, if you liked our RoboCop episode, guess what? They're back. <laughs> <laughs> like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie was good. <laughs> so we we had to have him back. We had so much fun the last time. Um, we we the, if you if you recognize the voices, which I I think you do, because if you don't listen to that podcast, something might be wrong. You you should go. You know, I'll give you some time. Go download it now. Come back to us later. Do it. The podcast that wouldn't die. Where our listeners stop the show, a bit of music while they go and get your show. Yeah, I mean, the people that listen to us they pause anyways, right? So might as well pause now. They have to. Yeah, it's three hours. Two hours, three hours. Yeah, you have to pause. Three hour tour. That's right. So yeah, regular bathroom breaks and exactly the whole box and dice. So you know oh, what's coming. Hey, Pause now. Go download it. Done. Home is not knowing it. <laughs> 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 so you recognize the voices. The podcast that wouldn't die. We got Kevin. We got Aaron. Thank you so much for coming back. And this is the second you guys one. Huh? 
Pagkat mo rin dahil, you guys still alive? Still here. Thanks for having us. If you were to cover The Walking Dead on the podcast and wouldn't die, it kind of sounds like it should be done. It's not a movie yet. Yet. So, for all those weird people out there that haven't listened to your show yet, <laughs> what is your show about and where they can find it? Well, the podcast that wouldn't die. Each week we discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics from the horror and sci-fi genre with a comedic twist, we hope. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. Good it's times. True. And even the lousy oh. podcasts, you can find us there as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming back. And, and uh, thank you. Hopefully Thanks we can make this a us. thing. You know? We can make <laughs> this a thing. So um should we jump into the first segment? Defined science fiction remnant. And in this section, you know the drill. You uh, go ahead and tweet at us and describe what science fiction remnant is to someone that has not listened to us who loves sci-fi. And it, this would be the second time that I, I mentioned this. We got a new hotline. So it's your perfect opportunity to call the show. You can call us at 1-305-563-6334 and let us know why, you know, how would you describe us to someone that you, that you know loves sci-fi and haven't listened to our show. And you could be on uh, future episodes. So how, how should we start this? I, I just want to make sure that, you know, this whole thing came about um, basically from season one, and I don't know if Giancarlos remembers, um, I got some people trying to getting an idea what we were all about, right? Maybe they haven't listened to us before. And Gio, I don't know if you remember, but I had a hard time trying to describe us at the beginning. Yep. Because some people but say... But I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. Basically, it's. it's go ahead. It, couch talking crap. <laughs> Having a drink. <laughs> Pretty much. And now we are five today. <laughs> yeah. And dude. this is what I call a party. Dude, party on, dude. Yeah. I got one. Hey, Robert, first time caller, long time listener. Uh,. I say science fiction revenant is just where we delve through the minutia that and pick apart the uh, the movie piece by piece. Nice. Yep. Wow, that was so Socrates. No, Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. Just like Socrates said. <laughs> like Socrates, but I'm leaning more towards Plato. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Socrates, look him up. It's on the silk crates. <laughs> <laughs> he has a salad dude on it. I like Patrick. <laughs> awesome. 
So yeah, if you, if you want to be part of this conversation somewhat, just call the line, leave a voicemail, and we'll put it on. Uh, it might be on future episodes, so it's it's you definitely will be on it. Um, should we go into the next one? We are science fiction redneck. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Open Pike Night. This is Sci-Fi. And in this segment is basically just my call, my call out. Um, if you love sci-fi... If you're a fan of sci-fi, if you're a creator of sci-fi, you should be following the hashtag, this is sci-fi. Um, because, you know, right now, the, the, the hashtag is so, there's so much content in there. It's, it's, I would have to say that I am happy that it is hard to follow because there's a lot of content uh, today. This is something that I was only wishing when... I created a hashtag. And you heard me talk about this in previous episodes before when I said um, one of the hardest things for me when I started the podcast uh, back in season one is the fact that I wanted to talk to other people about sci-fi, not necessarily the islands that you find. You have the typical Star Wars, the typical uh, Star Trek, uh, Galactica, uh, Babylon 5, you name it. And there's there's like silos. And although I do enjoy being in those silos, there wasn't really one out there where we can talk to every IP. And it, it, it just occurred to me, okay, let's, why don't we have a hashtag we can all get together and talk about just sci-fi. Everything could be books, could be games, could be everything. Basically, everything that we do in the show, and basically everything with mana on it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I am happy to say that it is hard to follow. Uh, you have heard Ray m- mention this before. It, we we all kind of delve in, um, and and I want to thanks. Uh, I want to give thanks to all those people who have actually are involved in the hashtag. Um, and, and, you know, thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I have, I've still till, till today, I find people, they, they are appreciative of the hashtag because they find content they have not known before because of that, how we all go in there and, and, and share what we love. And within the sci-fi community, there's, there's always that one person that has never heard of that particular IP or, or subject. Um, I, I, I do want to point one, one thing out, though, on the hashtag. Um, if you follow uh, FSF Popcast, they have a, a T-shirt uh, with a hashtag, this is sci-fi, um, where they are actually going to give all the proceeds uh, and sales of that t-shirt to needy kids so um that would be another way that you can support the hashtag um if you have the means obviously and, and we can help out some some needy kids 
Um, but you can find that if you follow the, the hashtag, this is sci-fi. Um, uh, any of you want to jump in? I don't know if you guys have been in. Uh, yeah, I know, Raid. I'm going to go to you first. Um, if you guys want to jump in, I don't know if you have been in the hashtag before. If you haven't, it's okay. Um, I just want to get like perspectives of what, um, you know, we have encountered in the hashtag. Basically, if you follow me, you'll probably find a lot of articles. So basically what I'm doing lately is when I find a sci-fi article that I find interesting or even, um, science related, I would actually post it. Uh, in there. So, um, Ray, um, let's start with you. Oh, well, I was just going to uh, uh, say a little bit about the life cycle of a hashtag. So um, when Robert came up with this hashtag, you know, it, it took a little while for people to get on board. But um, if you get on board with this hashtag now, you're, you're sort of like in its prime. Uh, that hashtag is so busy now. There's so many different things coming from so many different fandoms and there's a whole bunch of podcasts with different takes on on their sci-fi and how they're approaching it and there's uh, as we were talking with the guys uh, last week uh, sci-fi adjacent topics that um, can pull in from related um, podcasts and related topics which which lean into sci-fi but aren't you know necessarily fully you know two feet planted within it so uh, it's not just uh, a hashtag about sci-fi per se. There's all sorts of sci-fi adjacent stuff going on in there too. In fact, I was just scrolling through the, um, the um, science fiction VR chat that we've got going that's got a lot of podcasters in it, and they were talking about um, sci-fi tropes in Disney movies and how some of the princesses are uh, vaguely sci-fi. So, you know, you know, all sorts of stuff going on in there, which is great. I mean, you want a bit of variety and people, you know, hitting you with head cannons and all sorts of things. It's it's just fantastic. Get involved. That's all I can say. Just get involved. It's great. And it's inclusive. It's, it's very inclusive. For Notice, sure. and, and I love how the guys on last episode, and, and you guys should download um, our previous episode uh, so you can get the full conversation. But I love how they they mention that, that this is sci-fi hashtag is inclusive uh, because it's not saying this is Star Wars. It's not saying this is Galactica. It's not saying this is Buck Rogers. It's saying this is sci-fi. So all sci-fi is welcome and is no judgment. And I love that. I, I love how, you know, and that's the whole idea at the beginning. So and, book readers, not just movies or, or series. Yes, uh, if you're, we have a couple of uh, um, book writers in there. Uh, uh, um, they have a couple of books uh, on on the hashtag. Uh, they also follow the hashtags. Uh, they are sci-fi writers. Um, I, I, although we'd mention a couple of games in there, I still haven't seen any. You know, like I would like to see voice actors. You know, for games or, but yeah, it, it's it's meant to cover anything. And any sci-fi medium and any IP. Oh, good. Good, good. That's important. Yeah, I, I like to make it inclusive, you know, because that's, again, that's the whole idea at the beginning where I, I, I wanted to create it. So, I wanted to create something that had no silos. You can speak freely about anything. 
but they so can't have Cylons, for... right? Yes. Oh, a Cylon. Yes, please. <laughs> so there's room for Star Wars people along with the Star Trekkers. Yeah. yeah. Hand in hand. Hand and, in uh, hand, and... skipping through the galaxy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, you know, some of us like both. <gasps> Hot take, mic drop. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. I think you're making that up. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> do you want to you want to hear my science fiction brush with fame? Go ahead, please. So, uh when I was in high school, uh my senior year, I needed an English course, so I took the science fiction class and we read Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood End and Martian Chronicles. And since we were all seniors, somebody knew Ray Bradbury. So we were able to get him to be our speaker at my high school graduation. Nice. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. My college graduation was just the the crazy uh, president of the university. Boo, who cares about that? (laughs) (laughs) Did he write any science fiction? He didn't write a goddamn thing. He was oh, wow. he was no Ray Bradbury, I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um let's see. So okay, so we can go into the next uh segment. Shout out. And uh, this segment we're gonna give a quick shout out participants that are always engaged on our Twitter account with us and our conversations. For our dear Angelus from Radio Chaos, he's always active with us. Have him again soon. He's the winner. Uh, let's try that. He's the winner of the, the t-shirt. Don't play runner. Yeah? He's the winner of the science fiction remnant uh, t-shirt getaway, uh, giveaway. Yeah. I want to tell him to play the lottery so instead of Ray giving it to me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd probably give you the he'll right numbers. It. I just give you the wrong numbers. <laughs> yeah, he'll win immediately, anyways. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that we have her again on the show. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun. Uh, dear Nikki from In Bed with Nikki. Yeah, the boys. If, if you want to catch if you want to catch Angelus on this podcast, uh, check out the uh, Upgrade um, uh, episode. Yeah. Upgrade? From the movie Upgrade. All right. <clears throat> okay. So let's move on to the next segment. The Outer Remnant. Okay. So... I got one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I got one. Um, well, yeah, geez. You, you kind of stole my thunder there, Gian, because... Um, uh, Man, Gio, you, you have to do going. that? You, Come on, Gio. You, 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 hey, I'm you, so, you, I'm so stung. What do you say? <laughs> you think Angelus was, was, was a regular member of the, the, the podcast because uh, I'm mentioning him again. Uh, dude, you're just everywhere. But um, uh, Angelus and I went on the um, your next favorite movie podcast talking about, now this will really shock and surprise you, 
Alita Battle Angel. No. Oh, wow. Really? Really? Dude. Yeah, really. That is a surprise. I'm shocked. (laughs) I didn't know you were into that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Don't you, man? I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have to say though I listened to the episode it was really good I you know oh, cool. if if you have I, I don't know if you guys have listened to it but I listened to it and it was a it was a really great episode so I encourage you to uh, pick it up and download it. Well, we well, love he, your, your he next favorite movie. Bonkers. He's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and downloaded like his episode. Bonkers about Alita Battle Angel with anybody who's watched listen to any of the season two episodes of this podcast would know. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we got asked to, to wander over there. So, you know, we got all hyped up, watched the movie again, him for like the 300th time and me for like the 40 something time. And then we trotted on over there and, and waxed lyrical for the, the, the podcast is supposed to be less than an hour, but I'm, I know it was longer than that. So, but, uh, but you know, yeah. the thing is that you needed yeah. another excuse to watch Alita. Excuse? Explain, yeah, explain, really? Right? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cool thing was that we recorded that in like Ju- July, no, June. It was recorded in June and he hung on to it for a leader day, which was um, the 9th of the 9th. So that was cool. That was cool. He dropped it right at the right time. <laughs> nice. So cool. Um, so you, you guys are ready? I don't. I don't oh, know. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kevin or Aaron, have you appeared on any other podcasts besides this one or your own recently? Uh, we were on yes. one. You were just on. Oh, we, you were on that well, one. What did you talk about? What did we talk? We was that Magnolia? No, 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 no. We were. That was a while ago. We were recently. We were on uh, the Piecing It Together podcast, talking about bodies, bodies, bodies. Which is a movie that was just out in theaters. You got to check that out. Um, oh, yeah. We were on the Movie Drone podcast where we were talking about Day of the Animals. So here, all sorts of classics. Let me tell you, good times. Nice. But we were on the one you were on, and I think we were discussing Magnolia. No, we were on the <laughs> we were on the your next favorite movie. We discussed Rosemary's Baby, but that was like. A year and a half ago, oh, okay. Maybe. Rosemary's Baby, that's a classic. Who who do we discuss Magnolia with? That was Cinema Recall, and that oh, okay. was about six months ago. It's all, it's the, all... the burn. It's all a blur and a haste. An, an excellent podcast, all. So check them yeah. all out. Yeah, if if you if you <laughs> so have you guys get around. That's what yeah. she said. <laughs> Kevin's loose. You know with a, a lady never tells. Okay. <laughs> I just get these texts with the entire month of, uh, pre-filled out for me. That's handy. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually cool. <laughs> he's my he's our booking agent. Exactly. I wear many hats. Let me tell you. Uh, I, <laughs> I I think I'm the booking agent for our show. <laughs> you certainly are. Although I finally nailed you two down, you bastards. I've got you nailed down. You have to watch Stein's Gate now. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he had... Is, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Tell tell the story, Ray. Season two is becoming our time travel season. Stein's Gate is perfect. So it's going to happen. He's been trying to get us to watch that, and now he booked it. So yeah, now, now we can't escape. We have to watch it. <laughs> 
you just keep hammering. That's what I do with Kevin. You just keep hammering him, hammering. And now I forced him to watch Andy Warhol's Dracula 2. So eventually <laughs> they the will roll over. Oh, look, if these two guys try and run from um, Stein's Gate, I'm going to send a dominatrix around with a bit of rope bondage. Uh, Japanese rope bondage to get them to talk about this thing because it's, it's awesome. all taking a left turn all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Across the international dateline, rope bondage. That's right. <laughs> Same point. Play on the <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, so, are we? are we ready? Ready. Ready as I'm a ready, dude. Party on, dudes. So dude, I've got the plot. <laughs> so I am not attempting to read the entire plot of this movie in that voice. It's not gonna work. Really? Come on. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> Maybe maybe Gio could do it. <laughs> so Oh uh, look. If it's for you, Robert, I'll try. It's not a short plot. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording that it's like if you try to explain the plot to anybody, it is the most nonsensical thing that the world has ever seen. And yet it's glorious. Yeah. I can do it in 10 seconds. Boom. A couple of jackasses uh, travel through time collecting people so they don't fail their history test. It all works out the end. Boom. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this, this podcast is spoiler heavy. Like, yeah. Really spoiler. I'll wait for the entire description before I say, you know, it's a spoiler. So. <laughs> Then they died in a fiery crash at the end. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> this... So much profanity for an 80s movie. <laughs> the full frontal nudity was the most shocking part for me. I thought it was the Japanese rope bondage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, let me take roll call here. How many people have seen this movie when it when it came out? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm assuming Gio didn't. <laughs> Are you sure, Gio? Come on, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not something you'd forget. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know how, but I was born that year. In 89, you, you weren't really, like, you know, in the theaters? He couldn't have seen it in utero. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I think the first time that I was going to do 95, and it was, like, watching Lion King or Aveline. <laughs> I, I saw the moon landing live in utero. <laughs> Wow, that that, that the, pins me. The down. light from the RCA just pressed right through the womb. <laughs> uh, and my mother was leaning on the television. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we're talking about Bill and Ted. Excellent, excellent adventure. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. It, all I have to say, it was such a fun movie for me, and it's. 
it's just full of nostalgia. And it, it, it like like Aaron said, you describe the movie. You you might as well just watch it. Don't don't yeah. don't, <laughs> don't read the description. Just watch the movie. <laughs> watch I mean, the movie. Look at you. Take some drugs. Watch the movie again. Follow it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it's it's not just the time traveling part. It's the fact that these two jackasses from San Dimas. Like, they have to pass their history test or the future of civilization will be destroyed. Yep. They couldn't have just written a couple of paragraphs. Can they um, not read? Or is it, is it a valley thing? Or do they have brain damage? <laughs> or is it... All of the above. But, you know, the, the answer, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> check every box, yes. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, just tick, 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 tick. But the done. funny thing is, when you're listening to the the very scholar students giving their against theirs, <clears throat> theirs actually took everybody away. That's the horror. It was it's just like a boring person. You're screaming, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, the I question is ridiculous to begin with. What would Galileo think of San Dimas today? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, what did we say? It would just be screaming in fetal position? What <laughs> is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's racing at me down this street, which is paved ah! with the mud. <laughs> and how well, is it? Horses would and they would have died before they wrote their famous paper or whatever. How is it that Socrates wasn't screaming? That's what I'm right. saying. Nonstop. I was. Well, <laughs> no, he was. No, I think he would have been able to handle it better than anybody because he was a deep thinker. Now he would have yeah, thought he's, a he's like a hippie of high class. We're we're all dust in the wind, you know. Dude, he's like laid back, <laughs> dude. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Look, let, let me let me let me give you a, a context of this movie for me, okay? So the movie opens. You 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 hear this this music, right? Can you hear that? Uh. And that music starts playing, okay? That song, like that, song. My, that song is my second second favorite song of all time, right? Wild Side. And it starts the movie. Okay, I'm already in a good mood, okay? And then it just gets more and more ridiculous. So um, That is one of the good things yeah, that, about this movie is that, the, I don't know, for me, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I like to hear your opinion on that, but for me, the soundtrack just takes me back. Well, it's it's funny because I'm not a music historian by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's music that I dig that I have never heard in any other context before. These aren't bands. I'm like, oh yes, the immortal band. What was it? Power Tool was one of the. <laughs> I wasn't familiar <laughs> with the other bands, but I I was digging the music. I'm not gonna lie. Well, that song's "Breakaway" by Big Pig, which is a Melbourne band, so you know it's an Australian oh, band. So, like, it means a lot to me because you know, local local uh, band does does well, right? Yeah, that, right up there I mean, with that's... Men at Work and Little River Band, right? Oh, excellent! Yeah, Air Supply or Daddy was yeah. British people. Midnight Oil. Yeah. Midnight. <laughs> with the beds are burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> 
Don't <laughs> underestimate the power of friction, people. The beds are burning. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. As long as they encase the, the sentimental value of the 80s, that's why it takes you back. Absolutely. When you watch Back to the Future, for example, all those like like feelings of the, the era, and it, like even me, even though I was from all kind of uh, ages, and my eighties list, it's like it takes me back to it. To what? To listen to the pitch mode. <laughs> Absolutely. Who doesn't love a little mode? Yeah, beat that. Did you notice Clarence Clemens was the president of the future or the emperor or whatever he was from the East Street Band? (laughs) I thought he was going to pull out his sax and start doing some moves, but (laughs) no, he was in it just for his acting ability, evidently. Good on you, Clarence. (laughs) That could have been really cool, though. I would have to admit, you know, if he breaks into a solo there. What do you think? I mean, okay, we have to talk about that. It's not just that they become world leaders or, you know, pioneers in some way. It is literally they have to form a band and the band's music becomes the basis of civilization. What is it? 700 years in the future? Something like that. Yeah. It's almost Pretty like they're, they're yeah. Jesus and their music now forms this new religion. Yes. Yet when we meet him in the play, exactly when when we meet him on the on on the actual movie, they can't play at all. I I I just love the the ending of this movie when they start. They finally we finally get them to like really get into the you know into the music and they're playing really hard and and you see Rufus looks back at the camera and says. You know they 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 do get better. <laughs> <laughs> Love that is George the last Carlin. line of the movie. That's, a, That's our hang whole on. We, arc. we should we should do the plot. Look, we should do the plot. Give me a sec. Okay, so the budget of this movie was ten million. So you know, pretty cheap, even you know by that by those days things. Mm-hmm. Uh, box office was forty point five million. But it it became a cult classic on you know VHS and. Our streaming services. It's on Netflix in Australia at the moment. I'm not sure about over your way, but uh, Prime Video. Uh, I watched it on Netflix last night, uh, and you know, you know, um, huge uh, nostalgia factor. But anyway, <clears throat> the movie actually does have a plot. <laughs> it's, it's a shock. I shocking. I know. Uh, in dude, in 2688, humanity exists as a utopian society. Due to the inspiration of music and philosophy of two great ones, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Dude. One of the citizens, Rufus, is tasked by the leaders in traveling back to San Dimas, California in 1988 using a phone booth-shaped time machine to ensure that young Bill and Ted, two dim-witted high school students, successfully pass history class. The TARDIS. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why there wasn't a lawsuit. Now, now, if 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 you were born in, in in this millennium, not the last one, you may not know what a phone booth is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Really yeah, anymore. but um, yeah, this is this movie will be a history class for you because <laughs> it's like booths, the, well, the, the phone booth is like a like a modern machine for t- sending. 
Right. Should they fail, Ted's father, Police Captain Logan, plans to ship Ted off to military school in Alaska, ending Bill and Ted's fledgling band, Wild Stallions, and altering history. Although how you can alter future history, you know, that's... This is a big Uh, issue. Don't think too hard about it. Um, Rufus finds the two teens at Circle K convenience store, struggling to finish their history report in which they must describe how historical figures would view the present-day San Dimas. Rufus offers his help uh, before another phone booth time machine arrives and future versions of Bill and Ted step out. After assuring the present-day Bill and Ted that Rufus's claims are true and that they can trust him, they disappear again in the time booth, full of historical figures. Rufus shows Bill and Ted how to operate the time booth, taking them back to 1805, where they find Napoleon Bonaparte leading his forces against Austria. As Rufus, Bill and Ted return to the present, Napoleon is thrown by a cannonball explosion in their wake and is dragged through the circuits of time along with them. Rufus explains that time will continue to progress normally for Bill and Ted and that they cannot miss their class presentation the next day. He then departs, leaving an empty time booth for them. As they discuss where to go next, they discover Napoleon stuck in a nearby tree, inspiring them to abduct historical figures and take them (laughs) to the present. Abduct is correct. (laughs) Abduct, yeah. Um, For their school presentation, they leave Napoleon with Ted's younger brother, Deacon, before they go. That was a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) They befriend Billy the Kid in the Wild West and Socrates in ancient Greece before stopping in 15th century England where they fall in love with princesses Joanna and Elizabeth. It was a busy day for them. Their father, the king, tries to have them executed, but Billy and Socrates helps them escape. The booth, which is slightly damaged in the process, takes them to the far future where they find a society that reveres them and their future band. They are inspired to complete their report with extra credit by abducting Sigmund Freud, Ludwig von Beethoven, Joan of Arc, Genghis Khan, and Abraham Lincoln. You know, that's the full hand, you know, full house there. After a brief stop in prehistoric times to repair the phone booth using chewing gum. They program it to return to the present and end up outside the Circle K the night before, where Rufus first introduced is it first introducing himself. They convince them earlier selves of Rufus's trustworthiness before he reminds them of how to get to the next day by adding an extra number to the number they dial. Because of course that's obvious. Because um, that makes sense. That's science. <laughs> he was kind of a of dick course. about it too, wasn't he? He was, he like, was totally. There's a time machine, jackass. I don't know anything about this. Cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, um, oh, dude, remind, dude, we're, we're going to be late. Uh, remind yourself to wind your watch. <laughs> but it's like, but if I'm, if my watch is right, I didn't do it, did I? <laughs> it's like, what's the point? Wow. Anyway. Um, <laughs> When they arrive, they learn that Deacon has abandoned Napoleon at a bowling alley because that's what you do with the leader of France. Oh, man, I love that. They leave the other historical figures at the I mall because it's also well, what you do uh, to learn about Sandinus while they seek out Napoleon at Waterloo, a local water park. 
The historical figures get into trouble at the mall and are arrested by Captain Logan, which is... Um, arrested um, for being like half a rapist. They're all like hitting on high school girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crime even in 1989, by the way. <laughs> Beethoven got arrested for being too awesome on like seven keyboards at once. <laughs> That's what he got arrested for. It's like this, the footloose town. Are you arrested for playing music? Is that how it works That's now? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, they just arrested everybody that day who looked a bit out of place. That's just what they did. <laughs> Bill and Ted execute an escape plan based on using a time booth in the future to set up what they need in the present. <laughs> That's called working things out on the fly and fixing it later. I love the way they plan how to use the you know time machine, you know? Exactly. Hey, dude, re remember to leave the keys here like we need them. Oh, yeah, there they are. <laughs> I guess I did steal my dad's keys. It was very elaborate. At one point, they drop a trash can on their dad. What, were they hanging in the rafters at that point? Remember, we had to hang out in the rafters of the jail cell with a giant trash can. Write that down, Ted. You can't remember the date of the Magna Carta, but you're going to remember all this shit. Exactly. Yep. And they wrote wild <laughs> stallions on the side of it to Im implicate themselves. <laughs> that's true. Do you want to live in the world that's based on these people's lives? Apparently it's fun. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> they break their historical friends out of jail, then present each of them to the assembled school using stage lighting effects and rousing music. Their report brings the school to their feet cheering and they pass the course. Sometime later, Rufus returns accompanied by the two princesses whom he has rescued from prearranged marriages with um, royal ugly dudes. Um, he says that they will also be part of Wild Stallions and that the four of them will change the world with their music. He asks to jam with them, but upon hearing their fledgling attempts to play, he turns to the movie audience breaking the fourth wall and assures them they do get better. Roll credits. That's it? Don't, That's don't it? these That's girls it? need to like have a place to live or what? Apparently in the They're garage. They're some high school kids' basement, evidently, is how we're doing <laughs> it. Not, not, not to mention the fact that they've basically been pulled out of time, so whoever their, right. their um, descendants were no longer exist. Don't, right. don't worry about that. <laughs> Whatever the ramifications. with the time continuum. What's that, what's that all about? Well, Now, listeners, I have to tell you, this was not the plot of Lawrence of Arabia you just listened to. It was, in <laughs> fact, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Shocking, yeah. I know. Yeah. The word excellent And that's how Hitler won World War II. Thank you for listening <laughs> to my TED Talk. <laughs> and, you know, because I am so into the multiverse, I would have to mention that when Ted goes to the army in that universe, it's a different movie. You know what we call it? John Wick. No. No. <laughs> No, I'm gonna have to put my foot down there. No, this this movie does not concern itself with potential paradoxes and rewriting history. They could give a damn. They're they're snatching people and then just sending them back with the full knowledge of what's going to happen in the future, and just washing their hands. Good luck, guys. 
They just want so to pass the text. There is no more Gandhi. The no. English are still like controlling India. I mean, what ripples have been set forth here? Philosophy, well, he, gone. European history, gone. You know that Joan of Arc is going to institute um, jazzercise into her training <laughs> program when she gets back to France. Aaron, I have to tell you, neither Galileo nor Gandhi appear in this film, by the way. Have you even oh, seen this movie? <laughs> That's the other movie that I keep confusing it with. What was the movie I'm thinking of? God, oh no, it was what we do in the shadows. They did, I watched them both in the same week and they had like almost the same thing going on. They brought all these people from time and Nadja, if you watch what we do in the shadows, is interviewing them all. They have to tell about their lives. So I watched them all like back to back. So now they just morph into one single show. One fever dream. Got it. Fever dream. And then the vampires and Bill and Ted and all just rolls together. I I swear whoever pitched this had had a fever dream before. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good drugs. It would have to be really good to make up for this story. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) Hashtag boom. Hashtag boom is right. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to remember, it's like we have to think that they have to have gone ahead and stayed together, formed the band that influenced future societies, right, on its own, right? Yeah. At some point that had to happen. If Rufus was all, always had to go back to help out, then that doesn't make any sense, right? It's a loop. It's a loop. If it's all dependent on Rufus knowing 700 years in the future, hey, I have to go back in time to create this civilization that wouldn't exist unless I go back in time, my brain is melting. Makes no sense. Well, then it's, is, are you affecting the future or is this just simply what it was to uh, already written? It was right. already planned that this is all you were already going to do. Well, well, at one that, point that, at the be- go ahead. Sorry, you, uh, I was just going to say you can melt that down to to one statement. What do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. Uh... <laughs> well, and that and that leads into the point I was going to make. It's like at the beginning of the movie, Clarence Clemens goes, "Their separation is imminent. Imminent. It happened seven hundred years ago. What do you mean it's imminent? But time keeps going for them." Even though, you know, they're traveling in time. Now, why would that be? (laughs) I don't know. Exactly. Remember, guys, no matter what time you travel to, watch, (laughs) look at Ted's broken watch because time moves in normal speed in San Dimas in 1989 for some reason. So, who? okay, who knows? No matter where you go, there you are. There you are. As the poet Buckaroo Banzai once said. <laughs> are they in a time bubble maybe does that make sense are we all in a time bubble yeah right it makes about Is as much everything sense anything predetermined do you have free will yeah. i don't sarah <laughs> connor says you do <laughs> there's no future for what we make How come she's not the poet sarah connor's is it because she's a woman kevin <laughs> <laughs> yes that's, that's right. <laughs> Very sad. 
Damn you. Wah, wah. <laughs> That that is one thing that I was actually thinking about when you know when they were saying that, uh, it's like the only thing that made sense to me, and I don't even know if 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 I'm even explaining it right, because you know why in this movie, but <laughs> uh, that they're in a, in a time bubble where they can see the 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 alternate timelines, right, and they can go back within that time bubble. To correct it? I mean, I'm stretching this. Why did they just get them tutors to help them read like 10 years before this? Well, because I think the answer is besides passing history, it made them realize they actually needed to learn how to play these instruments. That's part of their arc, too. Well, I mean, and you're absolutely right. It's like, give these two jackasses time machines as if that's not going to destroy all of reality. Yeah. Or we could just get him a tutor at the beginning of the semester. Yeah, go go back, get Van Halen, and take him yeah, back. Yeah, I kept waiting for Eddie Van Halen to roll up with all that Van Halen jibba-jabba, and then <laughs> nothing. Just wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Well, don't you agree, Ray? They should have given Van Halen when they were like toddlers. So they, oh, you know, true. they by, by the time they're teenagers, they, you know, they're massive, you know, players. They so could have gone by and scooped them up just to do the soundtrack for their presentation. They have unlimited power now. But if you did all that earlier on, you wouldn't get the sequel. So, you know, you could, <laughs> these things have got to play out the right way. Yeah. Well, and if you abduct Eddie Van Halen, then we don't get Van Halen. So, because he's in, in slavery, evidently, with uh, the young <laughs> Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan. Good Lord. <laughs> By the way, I think it's hilarious. His name is Ted, and then in quotation marks, Theodore. As if his name is Ted, but his nickname is Theodore. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all should, should change our names. That might be the funniest part of the movie. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> That his father is sending him to military school in Alaska. I mean, what are you training for? I'm telling in you, Alaska, John Wick. Like snow spits nets? I don't know. It's, it's, oh my God. Odd place to go to military school. Just to be extra shitty, basically. Yeah. It can't just be military school in the contiguous 48. It's got to be in uh, the Arctic Circle. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where you learn to be a snowtrooper for Star Wars. I don't know. Pretty much on the ice planet Hoth. Yeah. Does does that explain the aim? It could. You're shivering <laughs> so much you can't shoot shit. <laughs> and what's what's to stop Dad from sending him anyway? He wasn't even waiting for the grades, and now nope. they've been dicking him around. So I, you know. He could just say, screw this. You're going off to boarding school. You put a trash can on me. You, <laughs> you put a damn trash can on my head. You're going to military school in Alaska. I don't give a damn you what I You break it into and the you police my department. Keys. Ow. <laughs> you, you freed escaped mental patients and threw a trash can on my head. Guess what? I don't give a damn what happens in your report. Screw what I said. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All your bags are packed. You're ready to go. <laughs> your ass is leaving on a jet plane. 
Don't care when you'll be back again. Don't care when you'll be back again. <laughs> didn't, didn't he also nearly set fire to his garage? Oh, yes. See, there's strangely no drug references, but clearly there's too smoke. much going on there. No. That's what that smoke was coming out of the garage, let's be honest. <laughs> you totally. <laughs> I mean, just needed Spicoli to roll by on like a Huffy bike or something. Hey, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Good lord. It was. I mean, <laughs> it does seem like overkill, doesn't it? I have to abduct historical figures. Well, I could have just spent, you know, an evening writing my report, my oral presentation, and be done with it. You know, they had in like encyclopedias and such. Our parents Pumpkin got it at the grocery store. Maybe like, you spent twenty five dollars back in the day. Maybe you have a point there. Maybe that's the reason why they had to go back in. You know, because they didn't have the literate. <laughs> <laughs> let let me. Let me um, uh, give a question to you guys. Uh, everybody, everybody gets an opportunity to answer this one. But this is my question. If I was to give you uh, a, a report that said, what would these historical figures think about where you live in the year you live in? And then I gave you a time machine. What would you do? <laughs> I would write the report and then use the time machine to go just screw around. <laughs> Destroy civilization as we know it. I, mean, I probably wouldn't be kidnapping people. And I love that. Everybody's <laughs> just so jovial. Sure, Bill and Ted. Let's just go. They, it's all cool. Oh, no question. They, these historical figures really adapt <laughs> remarkably quickly. I mean, Socrates from 4,000 years ago was like, cool. I'm I mean, I, I don't speak your language, but whatever. Rock and roll. Right. No one speaks my language. I'm from ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but literally, they, they, they throw a line to Billy the Kid where they go, you know, you've adapted to time travel remarkably well, Mr. the Kid. Mr. the Kid. <laughs> and how is it that he's not shooting up the place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And how is it that he's not shooting up the place? Yeah. He did. I assume he was shot at a light. Table. A light? Right. <laughs> yeah. When he was on stage and the, and the crowd wasn't getting into it, he shot out a light. It's like, why didn't the crowd go running and screaming? He opens fire <laughs> in a crowded auditorium and at people just go, okay, sounds good. Well, we well, didn't have the active shooter drills back then. Well, I was just going to say, maybe because it's 1989. Everybody was had guns in 1989. Yeah. So all the kids were packing heat. Let, As you know, you know, in the United States these days, gunfire in a school, just standard. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Next. Wow. I, I would. I, I just want to. I just want to mention that. You hear me. You hear me talk, and you hear us talk about the movie in in, in this manner. It's not, at least from my point of view, it's not that I don't like the movie. This is what I enjoy about the movie. It's just silliness and and how funny and fun it is. Is that your experience when you 
watch it for the first time versus like watching it now. And uh, Aaron, I think you, you said that you recently just watched it. I'm kind of curious to see what your thought is as the new one in the game watching this for the first time. No, you don't. No, you <laughs> she has a different perspective. <laughs> it was so terrible. In 1989, I, I, I avoided it purposely. And now I finally watched it. And I was preparing. But it was so boring. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It was so boring. It, Put it down was the just, crack pipe. It was like ridiculous and not in a fun way. You guys are all <laughs> surfing off your youthful testosterone from <laughs> 1980s it's re-releasing hormones are fairing around <laughs> for you me watching this with a fresh eye i was like what where's facebook erin erin you're presuming something here you're presuming that we ever grew up oh <laughs> where a kid can be a kid <laughs> well, nothing here, here's not the body ages, but the mind. Yep, pretty much. Stupid, all right, <laughs> regresses. Basically, yeah. I don't have to I, regress. I, I never, I never increased. Never went up. You know, just well. No, <laughs> look. In 1989, okay, I was I was like 14. At, at 14, Perfect this day. was the this was the pinnacle of comedy achievement. No question. Yep. I don't necessarily feel it is it is like rolling in the aisles hilarious now at age 47. However, I do find it I find it very pleasant. I find it like, oh, an enjoyable walk through nostalgia. Here are my old friends, Bill and Ted, Esquire. And I, I enjoy it. I let the good times roll. I'll just so wash like over. You've got out, you've had a drink or two, and now you're kind of snuggling up in your bed and you, it just kind of, your whole body relaxes. That's Bill and Ted for you. It's like a Snuggie. It's a Snuggie. <laughs> it's a onesie. It's a onesie. It's a onesie, a onesie. It's a onesie for all ages, is what I say. Yeah. Kevin, it's I, a onesie with a B cap. I, I have to know, Absolutely. Kevin. Kevin, I have to know. I have to know. Please. Um, you you guys recommended this movie. I was like, really excited. You know, basically, I listened to you guys talking the show. So, um, is that is was this your perfect opportunity to make Aaron watch the movie? I think so. This is his yeah. revenge for all my weird, like Andy Warhol uh, half porn movies from the seventies <laughs> that I made him watch. So this it is my is punishment. Well, I mean, and let me say this. You it's not Fright about... Night. It's better than Fright Night. What? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I don't know how to respond to this. This, uh... this assault. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> let me say this. You guys were talking about, is it on Netflix Australia? Is it on Amazon Prime? I just had to look at my personal Voodoo streaming account. I already own this bad boy. Me too. Okay. Me too. I own the three movies, all three. Oh, well, I didn't you, even beat, know you got there were me three. beat. You got me beat. I have not seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey since 1991, and I don't venture uh, <laughs> that I'm going to hit that anytime soon. So, God bless you. <laughs> what Dude, are the three movies? In death. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see the new one though. 
I still haven't seen Bill and Ted face the music with with freakishly old uh, Keanu looks old without facial hair these days. Am I crazy? No offense, Keanu, uh, if you're listening. He's starting to show it. He looks good in John Wick, but I think they're doing the doing some stuff here. He, I think he's getting work done, which is too bad. <laughs> like Joan Crawford? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I would have to say I enjoyed the movie, but then again, there's a big nostalgic factor. I'm a fan of the story. Um, the last one, I find it really fun. Um, but if you read online, you see how many people were talking about how the movie was not good. Um, I do not share. Um, it, it, I don't know how to compare it. All I know is that to me, it, it was it was a good movie. And actually, even my wife, I watched it with my wife and um, she loved all three movies as well. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm lucky she's that way. She's a good wife, then, if she can lie, lie like that. <laughs> she's a keeper. <laughs> I, I, just, I just had to say that wow. for Kevin since he haven't seen the last one. So I'm kind of curious to see your your thoughts. If you ever get to watch it, um, let me know. And, and I'm kind of curious to see what you think. Robert, I will watch it in the next week and give you my considered opinion. There you go. Okay. What, what's your opinion? In the hierarchy of Bill and Ted mythology, how would you rank them? Hmm. Hmm. Very good question. Good thought. Thank you. Is it do 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 the last one? <laughs> uh, to me, it's all it's all one big story. Um, God, I, I, <laughs> sounds like Lord of the Rings is what you're saying. Well, right. you know, who's Frodo? Is it the little curly-haired boy? Th there is a thing, <clears throat> and let me say, let me say, let me see if I can say this uh, without spoiling it uh, for you, Kevin, and and. Hopefully, Aaron. Oh, you can uh, spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> there is a big thing that is being talked all throughout the first movie and the second movie. And I remember that one thing, which I'm not mentioning on purpose. Um, you guys let me know and I can spill the beans if you want. But since that, you know, since that time, long, long time ago... I always wondered, well, that thing gets answered in the last movie. And I was so happy. Well, let me ask you this. Is it the like chat. The, What's the thing? Well, well, hang on. Is it like uh, the crying game kind of secret? Or is it just kind of, oh, that's interesting. No, it's... it's and, and who's the IRA officer? What was it, Ted? <laughs> it, it's, it, no, I mean, is it like, oh, damn? Or is it just kind of like, oh, okay, interesting. Well, it, 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 to me, it was like, oh, damn, because it is okay. something that is very explicit throughout the entire movie one and two. Uh, and we watched the, fir the first movie for, for this podcast, and, and it was all over this movie, too. It's the basis of the story that they never oh, got damn. around to explain. And they got to explain it, finally, that in the last movie. nothing to do with Van Halen. No. Okay. Well, don't spoil it then. If, if it's going to knock my socks off or, or well, any of the listeners out there in the world, well, then, you know, keep it on the DL. Uh, for, for our listeners, it, it, they know I spoiled the crap out of everything. 
I'm just trying to be polite to Kevin here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here, I will say this. If you feel the need to to spoil it, because now we've been talking about it for half an hour, <laughs> go ahead. I'll I'll live. I'll live. Life will or go on. I promise. On me. Just hum quietly to yourself, Kevin. <laughs> so just remember you guys listening to the podcast if you are on season two of this podcast and you don't know that we spoil the crap out of the movies you might want to pause <laughs> you might want to pause now that's right that is your fault <laughs> that's right <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> so the whole thing it started with 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 the first movie is that they are become they they would become this great you know force in the music that unites the universe and right. and uh, aliens as well as house pets and they unite the globe and the universe together into one they always talked about that in part yeah. 1 they always talked about that in part 2 we get to see that in part three. We get to see them being that. That they've been spoiling for us. Well, not spoiling, but talking to us about in movie one and in movie two. And the part that I found shocking to me, and I feel so bad saying this with Kevin, but I'm going to say it. Um, is their kids. Their kids. The kids they had, are the ones. They had kids together that they, they adopt. No, they they had kids with the princesses. <laughs> with the yeah, princesses. Right. I forgot. With the princesses, and they, their kids, they join forces with their kids, and they unite <laughs> the galaxy, and aliens and house pets and all. You get to see that finally. Okay. That does not. That is no crying game, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know all there is to know. <laughs> so there you go. So now you can unpause the podcast and continue. <laughs> you gotta you you tell Ray to put his headphones back on. I don't pretend like it was the most outrageous secret. I can't believe it. Ready? He's not listening because he doesn't want to get his spoilers. <laughs> I can't believe you. The reveal. Oh my oh, God. Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. I took my headset off so I didn't get spoiled. I haven't listened to the last two and a half minutes. Oh God. That was good. Is, I, you know, I didn't even realize the it. Podcast for me. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Ray, right? How many movies have we spoiled for you when you oh. in season two? <laughs> Oh, look, the worst spoil I ever yeah, had. Give me the Sorry, 84. When uh, I had um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man spoiled for me in Ghostbusters. Because I was going to see it that <laughs> night. My friend had seen it and he told me about it. I was like, you bastard. <laughs> I mean, that's almost as big as the spoiler in Bill and Ted Face, face the Music. I'm going to be, I'm going to warn you in advance. So don't even listen wow. to this episode. Prepare okay, yourself. I won't. No, look, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch um, Face the Music this weekend, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's yeah, like the right Crying up, Game mixed with the Sixth Sense, mixed with Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. With, with, with is, a touch wow. of Sophie's Choice and and and, and Joe oh, Mike yeah, in there. True. I'm excited now. I'm excited. <laughs> Multiplied by ten. 
No question. <laughs> Multiple it by Ted. By Ted Theodore yeah. Logan. That's right. Esquire. Esquire. Don't forget that part. I don't know where the Esquire came from. My God. That's so ridiculous. Because he's a jackass who doesn't know what Esquire means, basically. It's <laughs> very sad. I mean, when they went back in time to the princesses, that would have impressed them. Yeah. <laughs> it would have. Well, Do we know what know, the king, what which king that was, by the way, that wanted to execute Henry, them? They didn't even Henry mention my name. I think it was Henry, Henry something. Oh, so were the daughters uh, Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth? Oh, damn. That would change <laughs> shit. English history forever. Yeah. Gonna marry yourself to some royal ugly dudes. <laughs> they kind of yada yada that scene. It was just here's the king, King X. Uh, it's a who's to say? English speaking country. <laughs> no, it was England, right? Yeah, it was England. It was totally England. V vaguely English speaking country. I mean, what? which English king was it? You know? uh, oh, it's uh, King Henry the Six. Are you being serious? Do you know? I'm I'm looking they on. It. It's actually mentioned. Yeah, they mention it when you know, remember when they get out of the uh, TARDIS. Um, <laughs> they were asking this dude uh, if there's anything of significance, and he points and in the Castle. other direction. And they say, oh, that's the castle of... And that's when they mentioned it. Oh, damn. So that's the well, only... You if you miss that, because they don't refer ever again. That's, that's the only one time. Now, is there somebody who's going to do the research and be like, did that king have two daughters that I'm mysteriously doing it disappeared? I'm right now! <laughs> <laughs> they mysteriously disappeared, never to be heard from again. Mm -hmm. That's what it needs to say. <laughs> And one of them looks like Jessica Tr uh, Chastain went back through time, by the way. Uh, Coincidence? Going back to, back to Noah. <laughs> <laughs> and why was Joan of Arc so into aerobics? Never answered, she never was, explained. She was we super know. fit. <laughs> she was super fit. <laughs> she runs exactly. around in armor, dude. You've got to be super fit to carry armor around in battle. No question. I'm not, I'm not taking it. I mean, she, look, historically speaking, Jean d'Arc could have, I'm going to use the French pronunciation because I'm pretentious, could have been very fit and done some jazzercise back in the day. Who's to say? We. We, we. Oh, the questions, the questions, the questions. I don't think he had any children. Because they were uh, abducted. Was this... <laughs> That's it. If you... That's if why. You... Yeah. So someone did research. If, if you're if you're serious if you're a serious person, this movie is not for you. Yes. If you can't yes. get into stupid mode, you are not going to enjoy this movie, Aaron. Uh, but <laughs> you've just you've just got to let it all go. You've just got to say this is going to be dumb. And I'm gonna lean into it so far. I'm gonna fall on my face. It, it, well, it's it's funny because it is simultaneously no stakes and the ultimate stakes. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they're two jackasses. Who cares? Floating through time, good times. But if they fail, then civilization, as we know, it comes to a, a harsh end. So good times. 
it kind of puts the message too that no matter uh, the, the the link on the level hierarchies, every single one of them is important for the final outcome. Now, I, and was did you guys see the scene where Bill and Ted went through a time and found a really good uh, audio visual guy to operate the sound and light boards for their presentation? Because I, I missed that part. <laughs> that could have been that's Dan in, Halen. That's in the extended version. <laughs> it was like some dude who was working on Zeppelin or something, and they abducted yeah. him in the sixties. Yeah. Was it? It was Electric Light Orchestra. They went and grabbed him and said, "Get, get in there and uh, operate the lights and sound." Good times. <laughs> oh, because I know it wasn't uh, Beethoven. He was busy talking. <laughs> what, what I want to know is how drama was... kids in the back that were putting that on at spur of the moment. What I want to know is that Beethoven was sitting there. Listening to the keyboard do its thing when he's deaf, so you know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's something about the future. You know, I don't. Know. They you got a fix? Is that what you're suggesting? They turned up the bass. Possibly. <laughs> well, if you notice, when they abduct him, he's the only one who doesn't notice because he's deaf. They sneak up behind him and then just grab him. There's a lot of just grabbing historical figures and tossing them into the back of the, uh, the foam boat. And in that note, how did they grab Henty's can? Yeah, he just, they just walk in. He's got all his servant girls, and they're like, come with us, friend. <laughs> no, well, they had no, a no, Twinkie. Just, with no, a Twinkie. Khan, do you want a Twinkie? <laughs> right. They, he, doesn't he doesn't know what a Twinkie is. He doesn't know what a Twinkie is, but it works. That's right. Yep. <laughs> He might, they might have just been waving a sponge in front of his face for all he knows. I don't know if they have sponges like. either. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so, but. <laughs> sponge cake. <laughs> and I mean, historically, Genghis Khan is a figure that wanted to dominate everything and be owner of new worlds and everything. So probably this might be interesting, even though he didn't know what the heck was happening. And they're talking so about Marco Polo. What happened? They didn't grab Marco Polo either? No. They were talking about Marco Polo. <laughs> yep. didn't, didn't the Twinkie Company go out of business? They discovered it was not a game. A I think game. they resurrected it. They, it keeps they must coming have. and going. Yeah. I, I, was, I was actually, I stopped at a, we call them petrol stations down here. You call them gas stations over there. But um, I stopped at a petrol station here um, near where I live and walked in and they had Twinkies on the shelf in the, in the, in the food section. Yeah. And I'm like, Beauties. okay, somebody, somebody's gone back in time and fixed it so the Twinkie company doesn't Absolutely. go out of <laughs> The company is Hostess, by the way. Yeah. I mean, right. the cornerstone of my youth. You had the Ding Dongs, you had the Twinkies, you had the Hostess Cupcakes, yeah. Fruit Pies, Dynamite. All the and stuff like that Bill I can't have anymore. They don't stand up well if you eat them now. It's not the well, same usually magic you have, as In you Australia, remember. you have to go to a specific store which has american sweets in it before you find things like that but just walking into a random petrol station <laughs> finding twinkies i'm like i have a gas station in a corner that has all of them but it's owned by indians Interesting. so it's out at import store <laughs> i 
I will tell you the best thing about a Twinkie is at our state fairs is when they dip it in batter and deep fry it and Ooh. serve it with ice cream. Ooh. It is truly something magical. It it changes the properties of the Twinkie. It kind of cuts some of the sweetness you can't even imagine. All the stuff it's that I can't have, have anymore. We, we, we do deep fried Mars bars down here. Oh, yeah, we do that, too. We do uh, Snickers. Oh, my God. Only, oh. Yeah, I was going to say, only in America do we take something inherently unhealthy and say, how can we make it even more unhealthy? <laughs> only in America we put bacon on our ice cream. And unhealthy plus plus. Ooh. Num-nums. Bacon and donuts, too. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've eaten those. I've eaten, I drink a beer made out of bacon. Ooh. I could be, I might be down with that. Instead of eating pork rinds with your beer, they just put the pork rinds right in the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we need wild stallions to save our society. That's right. right. <laughs> you know, maybe you, you need a couple do... of those beers to have to watch this movie, you know, with bacon on it. <laughs> oh, all you need to do is inject this. high fructose yeah. corn syrup into it and wrap it in bacon, and you're done. And deep fry it. Yeah. Oh, then, then deep fry it, yes. Now y'all are making me hungry. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah, this is um, I, I, this is why I enjoy about the movie. Uh, it's just uh, the silliness and, and why I say, you know, actually, Ray, you put it very well. Where you, you had to dial it down to stupid to watch. Um, oh yeah. If you can't do that. You really maybe have a couple of whiskeys. Get your higher brain functions, put it over there, and then sit down and watch the movie. And while I was watching this, I totally knew. I said, anyone who liked Airplane or the Naked Guns or Police Academy are going to think this is the shit. Well, to be honest with you... And I I am not one of those people. I seen those movies... your soul is dead. (laughs) (laughs) I seen those movies, and I, I... I'll, although I can say I kind of like them, you know, Airplane, I've seen Airplane. Um, I think this one is, a, and I agree with you, Aaron, when you say that statement. I think this is a lot better than those movies. But then again, I guess my bar is really low. So there, there's, there, there's that. <laughs> now, I, I should clarify, I've never seen Airplane and I've never seen any of the Police Academy movies. But I did see Naked Gun. What is it? The smell. Of, it was supposed to be the smell of beer, but it, it, they oh say the smell of beer, but it's supposed to be the smell of fear. But in the ads, they would always say the smell of beer. <laughs> How can you even have an opinion on these things, then, Aaron? How dare you? Because my brain is so big, I can extrapolate from the information I have in, in my hands to to hypothesize this whole. I don't know. Minutia bullshit. Head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to put Bill, all of Bill and Ted's movies that I've watched so far into the same bucket as things like Wayne's World. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. As a matter of fact, I, my I wife does this. My, my wife actually does that because when I make a reference to Bill and Ted, she makes a reference of Wayne's World. It's like, no, that's a different movie. So, ah, you know. It's, it's Excellent. <laughs> well, it's that's it's that same kind of thing. I think Airplane and Naked Gun are an entirely different. Thing. I mean, that's like sight gags and mm-hmm. jokes. I mean, those movies actually have like jokes. I don't think Bill and Ted's necessarily has like jokes. It's more of like a vibe. 
that mm-hmm. they're that they're delivering. You know what I mean? And if you like that vibe, <laughs> if you like that vibe like I do, then you're in business. If you're not, then I feel sorry for you. That's all I Brother can say. Brother man, yeah. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Sounds like you're putting it back down. Yeah, I'm throwing it across she, the room. She's putting it back down and pushing it under the bed with her big toe. <laughs> To, to join the dust bunnies and the and the and the porn mags. <laughs> what? Careful, the... Watch Chicago for next movie. Huh? That she might make you watch Chicago for next movie. You had it coming. <laughs> you had it coming. I love taxi Chicago. No. Taxi driver. <laughs> I'd rather see Taxi Driver. This movie to me, like the comedy type, reminds me of watching Anaya Rashford. Oh, yeah, that's another it, one I, I mean, like. It's better than that at the Roxbury. Well, I mean, let's let's call it, <laughs> let's call it as it is. But it, it is it's that kind of thing where it's just like here are these central characters, kind of do like going through their lives as kind of slackery types and the adventures they go on, essentially. Well, I, I like Strange that. Brew. Remember Strange Brew back in the day? But have you I seen it lately? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like Strange Brew. It. I like Strange I, Brew. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Take off. Absolutely. Babe. Strange Brew's dynamite. But Aaron, I think if you saw it, your your is it gonna be <laughs> your like dark and I, twisted soul would not appreciate it. Is it like when I rewatched Porky's from 14 and then I watched it a year ago and I was like Yes. Oh yeah. The horror. Your, your has changed. The movie has not. No, that's correct. It's just the tragedy. I was like, oh my god, I must have been so, like so mentally ill when I was fourteen because <laughs> I thought this was the funniest fucking movie I ever saw. Isn't that the life. definition of of uh, puberty though? It's like hormonal mental illness. Oh my god, <laughs> truly. I was like, oh my god, this is so horrible. <laughs> Well, okay. In, in all honesty, if you watch Porky's or Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> what you realize is you like you can't even compare ass- those. You cannot yes, compare you- those movies. Look, in the eighties, sexual assault was played for laughs. It's good. It's okay. all fun and games. <laughs> it's all fun and games, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's all fun and games until someone loses a hymen. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we are explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin just bleeps me out. He's like, that's seven now. <laughs> no, our show is explicit for a reason. And this is <laughs> I was watching this anime the other day. That's how most of my stories start out. Um, called um, Harem in uh, Labyrinth of Another World. And you know when the subtitles have beep, beep, beep in them that it's getting serious. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, when the title's like the harem, you know what the the uh subject matter is. There's no mystery there. <laughs> it's not about I want you to beat my beep with your beep. Okay. <laughs> That's what she beeped. <laughs> Come on, Gio. <laughs> You're falling behind. <laughs> they talk, you know they made uh, the, like those movies like the Smurfs. And oh. basically <laughs> Every word that you'd beep, they just say Smurf instead. I'm going to Smurf mm. you in the Smurf kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these 
it for kids. It's very upsetting. We're smurfing it now. <laughs> Smurf you. you what? You, you realize that you, 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 you realize that, that, that Smurfs is just a massive gangbang because there's only one free male. <laughs> I didn't realize it until now. So thank you. <laughs> I had to I had to uplift you. I'm sorry. Oh god. She's like the queen bee and they're like the drones. Is this like a yep. hive thing? This yep. could be a horror a movie. Yeah. Oh wow. This is why I like this kind of parties. <laughs> <laughs> Smurfette gets around. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it, you know, I, I destroying <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, you you're doing it, Ray. <laughs> you're doing it. <laughs> I thought about these things way too much, and now I'm sharing the pain. <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for Kevin and Aaron, but <laughs> oh god! And I, I think I know where Giancarlo stands. So that's why you know <laughs> the Captain Chaos over there. Yeah. Uh, you know something interesting that I, uh, it, it just we were talking about it previously. I always find that interesting. You know about what Aaron was saying. Um, how rewatching a movie at different stages in your life give you a completely different perspective. Oh, well, for sure. It I find that so interesting and amazing. Um, we we spoke about that in our episode of Barbarella, for example. Yeah. The, the the movie Barbarella. It was Absolutely. a complete different movie when I watched it as an adult. And and they're so surprising. I gotta hear the difference. <laughs> <laughs> the Ricky Hormones didn't let him really watch much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty See, much. I only ever saw that as a, I, I saw it in college, maybe for the first time. So now when I see it, it's it, I, I still have a very clear memory. Nothing really changed, but for sure. Teenage hormones watching movies then versus adult brain. That's a huge jump. Yeah. Well, and Jane Fonda was a damn fox back in 68. Good grief. Yeah, well, the, the difference is that we're oh, yeah. watching it sure. when, 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 like, we as a teen will be like, ooh, and she'll be like, oh, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, it, it's, and it, 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 it's, every movie is different because I, uh, there's movies that you rewatch and you're like, oh my god, what was I thinking? And then there's movies that are like, oh, this is just as good as I remembered, or oh, this is not I that bad. <laughs> huh? You'd be like, I'll never go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, half the movies we do fall into that first category. We're like, I love this back in '85. Uh oh. But, <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse when you're like, you got it. This movie was so great. You got to check this out. And people are seeing it for the first time with their adult eyes going, what in the hell are you talking about? Oh, I, I got to take back everything I said about Barbarella because now I'm thinking Highlander. The first time I saw that was in college. And then we watched it like two years ago for the podcast. 
And I was like, what a piece of shit. I remember <laughs> thinking this is one of the most amazing movies I'd ever thought. I was like, Highlander. This is, I, I thought it like at two in the morning. I was in college. I was probably fairly drunk. But I remember thinking, <laughs> this movie is fucking amazing. And then th three years ago, I was like, oh. Well, you were not drunk it, when you watched it three years ago. Well, maybe that was the problem. I'm going to say a that piece of shit is overstating it. The cinematography of Highlander was actually quite amazing for its time. Yeah, you know, I, I, and the time. music, Queen. I, I mean, any movie that has Queen music in it is 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 up. And Sean Connery, Sean Connery did not suck at all. No, Sean Connery's dynamite. As a Spaniard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got to talk. An Egyptian Spaniard. Spaniard. An Egyptian Spaniard. He was Egyptian. Originally. Oh yeah, he was Egyptian. Right. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. So the only Scottish actor in the movie is playing an Egyptian by way of Spain, and you got a yep. French guy or a Swiss guy yep. playing the Highlander from Scotland. Yep. Yep. Good times. <laughs> and you talked about Queen. <laughs> These were, I mean, I love Queen. Yeah. I'm going to go on the record. Yeah. I too. love Queen. These are not the, the these are lesser, these yeah. are lesser Queen hits from Highlander. I'm going to throw that out there. Lesser hits. I'll take Flash Gordon over any of the Highlanders. Yes. Queen. Yes. Yes. Oh, savior of the universe. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> then, and then the quality of Flash Gordon drops off significantly <laughs> right after it the does. opening credits. I'm not going to argue with you about that. <laughs> but I defy you to sing any of those big hits from Highlander by Queen. Now, now that you say that, who knows? Who wants to live forever? Who wants to live forever? You know that one, don't you? I played that at my wedding. Wah wah. No. So, I I don't know if we reached the point in the podcast where we asked for final thoughts. We've wandered off a little. <laughs> <laughs> I often I often uh, compare our podcast to a pair of railway tracks that have lost their sleepers and they're just not missed. Runaway run train running down the track. <laughs> but you know, you have to admit, we got to the plot first. There had been episodes. Because I made you. <laughs> there have been lots it of episodes. my plot upon you. The teacher needs an engineer. <laughs> the chaos train has no brakes there was an episode it's we did we, we didn't do it at all i think it was the was it the back to the future episode <clears throat> there was one that we did not do it at all no, no, we did do it but we did it like at, at, at two and a half hours <laughs> in <laughs> was it alien huh was it alien no alien was our our funniest you know that's a Chinese translation. But, <laughs> um. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, yeah, it's we we're, we're never gonna see that again. You know, so that's like you. If you if you guys don't know what the heck we're talking about, download Aliens. <laughs> you you'll you'll thank me. <laughs> no, it's aliens, it's Alien. Alien, yeah, the the episode we recorded. <laughs> so, um. You know, I have to... Gio, you've seen this movie a while back, right? Way too well back. 
Well, I, it was a new watch. I'm kind of curious because I don't think I heard. What do you? Because you know we all seen this movie probably in the theaters. I was actually 19 when I saw this movie, uh, and I remember <laughs> when I went to school, everybody was trying to talk like them uh, for about a month, and then it just died down. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude. And, and, you know, this is Miami. This is Miami. Circa 1989. So that should put in some perspective there. Uh, um, Giancarlo, what is your thought on this movie? Because you're basically the youngest one here. To to me, like I was saying earlier, and I did say, like, this movie brings you the wholesome feeling of the era in which was made, which is 80s. It's, it's the same feeling that I got when I watch Back to the Future movie, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure, like, when we watch uh, uh, Ready Player One, even though it's a modern movie, it's loaded with 80s pop culture, too. So when you watch it, even if you were not born in that time, or if you were did not live through those things, it makes you feel like part of it. Yeah. And that's, that's like, the, 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 the hidden psychology that this movie brings, even though it's stupid funny you know is it's something bigger like like how people talk like the the like missy stepmom all oh, those things the you simping everybody's simping hard for missy <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything man everything and that's that's what that movie gave me you know and, and, and you have I... to you you have to read ready Player one it's so much better than the movie Oh, I I read that movie, the, both of them. Actually. Oh, okay. I love them. I'm yeah. dying for the second movie to come out, and I mean, they left so many things out. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Battle with Prince. Come on, that has to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> final thoughts then. Who? Um, should... uh, my final thought is, if you saw it back in the day you'll enjoy seeing it again. If, like me, this is your f- first viewing, you can probably skip. Yeah? I don't think that's true. I, I think there's Mike definitely Rock. there's definitely a nostalgic factor. If you saw it back in 89 and you appreciated it then, you'll probably appreciate it now in a slightly different way. I think it's, like you said, it's it's kind of a, a comforting thing of the nostalgia letting it wash over you um if you've never seen it before but you have kind of an appreciation for the 80s quality you know keanu at that time i think you could appreciate it now if there is joy in your heart (laughs) (laughs) otherwise (laughs) otherwise sorry no can do well you know uh you were talking about this came, you were in Miami, right? Yeah. So we're in California. So when this came out, people started talking like that, and there's still some people talking like that. Well, oh my God. that that's what I had to say where I was because you know it's it. Most people say, "Oh, in California, yeah, they're, they're probably still talking like that." This was Miami. So yeah. we're still it, saying awesome. <laughs> it's still things are still awesome, and we're still throwing out dude, dude, and bro, right, bro? <laughs> Come on, me, bro. Hurry, hurry. Totally. Hey, that's how the toy toys of, of Nemo talks. Dude. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 100%. <laughs> Still rocking all those phrases here in Cali. Absolutely. 
Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, who who am I missing for final thoughts? Uh, Ray. For for all of you listening and not watching the video, you know uh, Ray is actually waving his hand. So <laughs> off screen, so the camera is not where I thought it was. <laughs> oh dear. Look, if you can own the cringe, then you're golden. All right, that's all I can tell you. I own the cringe, dude. <laughs> dude, um, for for my final thoughts is I I think I side a little bit more with Geo, and that. If you lived the time, if you lived the era, and you haven't watched it, you could appreciate it watching it now because it's going to bring you back. Um, obviously, if you've seen the movie back then, it's going to bring you major nostalgic feelings. Like, for example, I, I was looking at the scene on the malls. I miss those days. You know... Right. It's we have malls now, yeah, but they're not like that anymore. Now they're dirty, gangs hang out yeah. there, it's crowded, there's no good shops there anymore. So it's it's pure nostalgic. And the movie to me was was just fun and nostalgic. Uh but yeah, I think that Gio had a good point there when he mentions um and I think I think that, that kids on your time were or of a simpler mind than now a days, even at my time, you know, and that makes it more innocent too and more beautiful. Yeah, you know, I would have to agree with that because I remember uh, it, kids bringing weapons into the into school, and you could actually go and look in the newspaper for back in those days and try to, and I dare you try to find a shooting or a stabbing, and you're not going to find one. At all. Nowadays, it's just like, what happened? So, yeah, I, I, I think we were built on a different, you know. Yeah. I, I, what do you think, uh, Kevin? I mean, we're coast to coast here. So I, I'm talking based on my experience in this coast. So I don't know what it is in, you know, in that era on that other coast. I just think people are angrier because even when, because I work at a high school, so even when it's a fight, it's not just like a quick fight. They're, they're going to fight until someone pulls you off, you know? That's crazy. I used to get my best friends from fights. You know, you get into a fight, you fist fight, you know, and, and I remember it's like we beat up each other. We all look, ah, you're done. I'm done. Okay. A oh, dude, you, it, it, there you go. That's my next friend. Yeah, now it's you look at me wrong. Someone told me something. Something's on social media. I'm really gonna fight hard. I mean, we had somebody kick kick somebody in the head. Wow. That's how hard they were going. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 easy to generalize, but the '70s and '80s were the time of death wish, where you couldn't go to New York because you're gonna be stabbed in an alley. So I mean, I'm still happen. scared of New York just because of all, all those shows. And there's it's no Charles Bronson to protect you. So. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh my God, Charles Bronson is terrifying enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wow. So, yeah, I was kind of curious about that because I, I can only speak from my experience, but it's kind of interesting to to listen from other areas. And, and just like you said, I guess it, it just really depends on the area. Um, and uh, the the experience of the era is going to be completely, completely different. In the 80s, we were just uh, worried the Russians were going to invade us. Remember that? What, what was the, mm -hmm. the movies where they've invaded and all the kids Red take Dawn. the bombs? Red Dawn. Yeah. There's always the Russians coming to get us. And now Top Gun doesn't even have a, a villain. So it's not to offend anybody. It's just the enemy. I want that, that is funny. It looks like a commercial from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I just, last night, don't ask me why, I was watching Invasion USA starring Chuck Norris. Mm. It's the exact same thing. Roadhouse kick. It's good. <laughs> right. Only Chuck Norris will shoot you and then kick you. That's helpful. He's got to kick the bullet in further. Exactly. <laughs> you already shot me, Chuck. Chuck Norris was never beat in a fight, Bruce Lee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so go on i dare you <laughs> <laughs> you do you do yeah go on i dare uh, you okay so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to our last segment um let's see i'm kind of curious about this <laughs> double science and sci-fi I just wanted to be able to say that I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've got something. I've got something. I've got something. Okay. This movie, this movie answers the age-old question of what happened to phone booths. Mm. They became time machines. That's what they they all, they all went back to the future? <laughs> and, and then when we ran out of phone booths, then we had to go to the hot tub time machine. Yes, because right. that's what you do. As one does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was afraid. The phone booths, they became time machines. I mean, even the TARDIS is a phone booth. Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, it, that's the TARDIS, because look at how many people they fit when they came back with all of them from the history. There's a whole room inside there. It's just endless. Yeah, yeah but, but this TARDIS had a problem. It's not bigger in the inside, so that, right. that's why. They all fit in there. There's more people <laughs> in that TARDIS than you, the one from the you, you, you flip it down and you stick, <laughs> stick it down. Like a canoe. <laughs> that's right. There was more the people in that phone booth than Filipinos in a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> Kevin pointed out that, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, they could, how many did you say they, they would fit? They would fit like 20 people into an old phone. They jam like 20. Yes. It was yes. like, you know, Guinness Book of World Records. They would just keep cramming people in there because what else are you going to do? It's the 1920s. It's the clown car version. <laughs> just keep peeling people out. The clown car version of telephony. Hope is, uh, is not in the, um, uh, uh, in the summer. You, you, you know, I was asking Professor Google about how how um, how truthful it is of fixing a time machine with chewing gum, but he came back with nothing. Oh, man. He MacGyvered well, it. We can't overlook the fact that in the 80s, pudding was was contained in a, like, metal 
like cam that you'd peel open. Okay, that's how they did it back in the 80s. That sounds revolting. It's like it's from the military or something. Here, have the special pudding. Oh, it was great because it had a total sharp edge. So when you tried to lick what was less, you sliced across your tongue. (laughs) That's why Gen X is so much stronger. Yes. Uh, oh my god that, down here you can still get um uh condensed milk in cans like that with the, oh with yeah the here too oh yeah yeah you gotta make a meme of the joker now <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, god. okay so i think we'd um we milked this the the segment <laughs> science <laughs> science fiction. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, look, That's when I when I when I've got to go for the this is what happened to phone booths people they became time machines. That's, <laughs> that's the science behind this movie. You know that it's not serious. It's just good science. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you if you if you um, borrow from RoboCop, is good science is where you find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, this <laughs> this is fun. This and, and you guys, thank you so much for coming to our sh- to coming back to our show. Thanks uh, for having us. Th- this Absolutely. is the reason. This is the reason we have so much fun, and and I really really enjoy it. I, I'm actually afraid of what these guys will choose on their next visit. <laughs> well, to to be fair, I picked it based on the conversation that I listened on one of their episodes. <laughs> oh, so we can blame you, Robert. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want to be fair, but yeah, next time maybe you know, maybe you guys can pick a movie and we can talk about something uh, that you really want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Kevin was dying to talk about this. No question. It was like I had these thoughts and feelings inside, and I finally had a place to express them. Oh, so Jesus. thank you. Awesome. And you got Aaron to watch said. it. There you go. <laughs> You're a star for life now. <laughs> If you eat pudding out of a can, you're already scarred for life, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again for, for coming back to our show. And yeah, this is the second time. I'm happy. I am happy. And and I, I feel that we might have a third time. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. And go ahead and tell our audience again where they can find you. We are the podcast that wouldn't die. We're on uh, Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and we're on Apple podcast, Spotify, and all the other podcasting platforms. I believe Not good, SoundCloud. bad, or indifferent Not except SoundCloud. for SoundCloud. So don't look there. And, don't look there. We won't find <laughs> us. And, and I, I feel the urge of asking Aaron, are you on the Insta? I am on the Insta. I am also on the gram. I am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell I'm a fan of the podcast if I know that. So. For sure. <laughs> hey, Robert, I've got something poetic to finish up the, this podcast. With, Go ahead. If you'd like. Okay. Um, this is the Time Traveler by J. Uh, Brandon Stewart. 
not mine, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into it. Tony built a time machine and traveled back in time from Thursday night at 8.15 to Monday night at nine. Excited by his breakthrough in temporal transportation, he sadly didn't factor in one major complication. You see, we are not staying still. We're hurtling around in orbit of the sun, 100 times the speed of sound. So when poor Tony flipped the switch and glee, with glee upon his face, he found himself three days ago alone in outer space. Yep. Bravo. <laughs> awesome. And you will find that in our memes channel on our Discord. So please join us on our Discord where we do even stupider things. Yeah, so if, if you're not in this in our Discord, you're missing out. Come on, join in. <laughs> Again, thank you everybody so much uh, for listening to our show. I hope you had a blast because I surely did. Um, and I hope to see you in our uh, next episodes. Absolutely, I'm already thinking. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I will have my revenge. You're going to one-up this, aren't you? You're going to one-up this. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to that. You have no idea. Feel <laughs> <laughs> magnolias, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hasta la baby, vista. Sweet. Thank you so much, guys. I got to run. Well, this is all for now. Reach out to us and let us know what do you think about this episode. Share your comments and let us discuss this episode and any ideas on topics you would like us to discuss on future episodes. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Remnant. Would you like to join our Discord server? The link is posted in the description. Remember, if you like this show, do share, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Doing this will help others find and enjoy this show. Thank you. See you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnant, signing off. Next on Science Fiction Remnant. Richard, yeah, because yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's Dickery Dick. <laughs> but I like that movie. Crap. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs>